0: You're listening to NBS Cast with your host, Rachel Edwards. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And today we get to continue our hobbies and interests series. We have another guest with us from NBS today, and we have Lisa here with us. Say hi, Lisa.
1: Hi, guys.
0: We're really happy to have you here today, Lisa. If you could introduce yourself, so tell us your full name, how long you've been with NBS, and your current position so we can get to know you a little better, that would be awesome.
1: Sure. All right. Thanks, Rachel. So yes, I'm Lisa Albers. Uh, I'm pretty new with Nelnet. Um, Gosh, let's see. I think I've been here for, what, seven months now, so pretty new. And my current position is an assistant account manager.
0: All right. And we're happy to have you. Great that you're here at NBS. Now, specifically, we're talking about hobbies and interests again today. What hobby are you here to tell us about?
1: I'm here to talk about my love for photography, mostly nature photography.
0: Yes, we'll definitely get into those details here in just a bit. But I want to talk about photography in general. So first off, what exactly got you interested in photography?
1: Well, it goes way back (laughs) to when I was, I think I was about four years old when my uncle Bill visited us from California and he brought me a camera with a, and it included a camera case and everything. It was just all out. He outfitted me with a camera and a camera case and everything. Uh, Yeah, I think I was like four years old. And so I just picked it up from then. I just became interested in taking pictures you know, outdoors. And and uh, yeah, I was just kind of addicted from then on. I wish I still had that camera. I really wish I still had that (laughs) camera from back then.
0: I love that you started at a young age. So was your Uncle Bill a photographer as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. He traveled all over the country taking pictures. Yeah, that's what he did.
0: Was he nature photography, wildlife photography, commercial photography? What kind?
1: Not commercial. I think he just took, I think I would say nature photography would have been what he loved doing most.
0: Okay. And was that his profession or was it a hobby that he
1: enjoyed? It was his hobby.
0: Very cool. I love how he passed that on to you as well. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, And was the camera, the first one that you were gifted as a four-year-old, was that a camera with film or was it digital? What did that look like?
1: Oh my gosh. So I, like I said, I wish I still had it because I, I I mean, I know it had film back in the day because this would have been like, um, 1969. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So yes, it would have been a, a camera with film in it.
0: Okay. So you got the camera at four years old. How did you get started? What were some of the first things that you did with that new little camera?
1: Uh, well, I went out with, you know, we always play. I grew up in the country. Um, so we were playing in the whatever we were doing, you know, me and my <laughs> siblings. So I would just take snaps of whatever we were doing uh, and our pets, as you were getting started,
0: were you the kind of kid that just carried your camera everywhere you went or was yes. it a special you were? Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I had it with me. Yeah.
0: Love that. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your photography journey. You always had your camera with you, probably taking pictures most of that time. Is um, that correct? Yep,
1: <laughs> it's true. Most of the pic- pictures that my family has would be ones that I took. <laughs> <laughs> So, did you take any kind
0: of photography classes throughout your education, like in school or, or I don't know if you have college experience or anything like that, or any side classes, or was it just more self taught play around, get out there and do it?
1: yeah, you know what it'd be all self taught I never did take a i've never taken a photography class, so yeah, it's just been yeah I'm doing it
0: so now you still love taking pictures. What kind of photography do you most enjoy today? Would that be more digital or analog style photography like you got started with?
1: My main camera that I carry with me at all times is my cell phone these days, you know, cell phones are really, you know, they're just so easy to take along with you rather than packing a fancy bulky camera, you know, my phone is a great camera. It's takes amazing photo shots. So yeah, I have it with me at all the time. I take lots of nature photography. And I do print some of my nature shots, have them printed and framed in black and white.
0: So when you do that, are those things that you tend to just keep for yourself? Or do you give them away as gifts? Do you sell your photography? What does
1: that look like? You know, it's just a hobby for me. I don't sell my photography. I haven't up to this point anyway. I've heard it's been a suggestion by some of my friends that I should do that, but I haven't up to this point. I might think about that later, but not up to this point. (laughs) I haven't. It's just framing and own home decor. Yeah.
0: As you've grown with your hobby of photography, have you acquired any pieces of equipment or anything that you just really like using outside your phone, obviously, because <laughs> I think everybody's got a phone in their pocket they use to take pictures with all the time. But is there anything specific that you like to use for photography, even like something small, like I know you could get little lens kits for your phone. Do you have anything like that you like using or is it more just point, shoot, whatever you've got with you is what you use? It
1: is now. I've gone back to my cell phone for point and shoot. You know, I used to have a real fancy camera with lenses, but I have gone back to just my cell phone because, you know, in looking at the outcome, you know, the quality, my cell phone takes, yeah, amazing phone shots compared to that. So, I don't have to worry about all that equipment. The only thing I do use extra is I have a little, like it's, I think it's called an octopus um, tripod kind of thing that I can wrap around a tree and attach my cell phone to it. Okay. So you can get a nice still shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really the only piece of equipment outside of my phone that I use.
0: Okay. I mean, it sounds to me like you are definitely not a commercial photography kind of girl. You're more of a go out, what you see, if you like it, you take a picture of it. You're not framing people in a shot or making sure that you are capturing like specific events like weddings or doing portraits or
1: anything like that. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. For the most part, it is just taking nature shots and yeah, photos of my loved ones. Yep. But not for commercial. So that being said, when you're out in nature, what
0: are some of your favorite subjects to photograph? What's something you see and you just say, yes, I have to get that picture?
1: Well, I, you know, I love those sunsets. Gosh, there's some just beautiful sunsets. And that's all about timing, you know, from second to second, a sunset, you know, the colors change. So, sunsets and railroads, train tracks. So, those two are my favorite things to shoot.
0: Okay. So, as far as I know, I mean, sunsets are pretty universal. Everybody loves a good sunset. Mm-hmm. But what do you specifically like about railroads or tracks that you want to get captured?
1: Well, you know, I, I do love the autumn scenes on train tracks, you know, I love that. Just the autumn scene of train tracks going, I, I love that. Um, and snow, you know, when there's snow on the tracks. I love those scenes also
0: what is it about those scenes that just speaks to you? Is it colors? Is it that's just the setting in
1: general? You know, I've, I've never really thought about that. But you know, it might go back to my Uncle Bill, because you know, he traveled, he did, um, he traveled the train a lot. So it could, it could be, it could have to do with that. I guess I've never really gave that thought. Interesting.
0: Okay. So As you're thinking about different things you want to photograph or different places you want to take your photography to, are you inspired by any well-known photographers or any photographers that you know personally? And if you are, who are they and what about them inspires you?
1: Okay. Well, I do follow several on Instagram. Two particularly, uh, and they um, submit their photography to National Geographic, one of them. And and these might not be well-known to everyone.
0: (laughs) Sure, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Richard Burnaby would be one of them. I follow him on Instagram and I just love his photography. He takes a lot of nature and wildlife photography. He travels the globe. You know, he's traveled, oh my gosh, 60 some countries and takes some amazing photos. I just relate to his photo style. I would just love to be able have the opportunity to travel like he does. And I think I would have, you know, a similar photography style.
0: Anybody else
1: inspire you? Um, Another one is Ami Vital. She's also a photographer um, with National Geographic and she's traveled. Oh my gosh. I think she's traveled over a hundred countries and yeah, she, she captures photos of inspiration and hope and relates to, staying positive and the idea that we are one with nature. And so I really relate to that also that we're, you know, interconnected with nature. Do you
0: do anything else? I mean, it sounds like you're just an outdoorsy kind of person.
1: I really am. Yeah.
0: Are you? Okay. So do you have any other like activities you enjoy doing outside in addition to taking pictures?
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, kayaking would be one of them. And I always have my, you know, I'm always taking photos of kayaking. And yeah, while I'm out on the water.
0: Have you ever dropped your phone in the lake before? (laughs) No, not up to this point.
1: (laughs) That would, oh, yeah. Disaster. That would be, yes. Yeah.
0: Good. Anything else you want to share about outdoor activities? Like you like to kayak? Are you a big hiker? And do you take photos when you hike? I am not a big hiker.
1: Um, you okay. know, I, I'm I'm a walker. <laughs> okay. I'm a walker more than a hiker.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that I feel like that's the same thing. Hiking, yeah. walking. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the settings a little bit different. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, I've never like hiked up a mountain, you know, I've walked up a little ways up like in mountains in Colorado, but I've never hiked, you know, much of a distance up the mountain. So.
0: So when you take your pictures, when you take your nature photography, you mentioned that you like to, you know, print some of them, use them in your own personal decor. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you end up doing with them? Like, again, do you give them away as gifts do you post them online on social media accounts so other people can enjoy them what else do you do with your photos
1: well i am a big poster i do share i feel like yeah photography i think photos yeah it's a universal language you know i mean photos speak that a lot of times you don't even need a caption right i mean the photo is just you know i share it with my um facebook family and friends and um you know, to inspire and stay positive and share them on Instagram as well. So.
0: And so do you feel like you've gained any kind of following from different social media sites because
1: of your photography? Um, More on Facebook than Instagram. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look
0: like for you as far as that goes? Like, Do you get lots of post engagement on Facebook when you post a new photo, people expressing appreciation? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, lots of comments, you know, that they just really appreciate the beauty of a nature photo.
0: I know I always appreciate a good nature photo on Facebook when I'm scrolling through. So as far as other things in the photography community, are you involved in any kind of groups? whether that's in person or online, that help you get more involved with others who share your love of photography? Or is this more of a solo act for you?
1: You know, it's a solo act right now, but it really, I would like to get involved with like a photography group. I think it would, yeah, that would be really interesting. But I haven't done that up to now.
0: And so you're located in Lincoln, is that correct? Yes. So do you know of any photography groups based out of Lincoln that are just open to the community for people who are interested in photography?
1: You know what? I don't. But um, Meetup, I think, would be a good place to search for that. I, I've started Meetup groups myself in the past, not, not in the photography area, but that would be a good idea, actually.
0: Remind me, Meetup, is that like an app that allows you to just connect with people with similar interests? Is that what that is? In your
1: area, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you see a photography meetup group pop up, it might be Lisa. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you're interested, you might have to check that out. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great idea.
0: So Lisa, I want to know, what have you learned specifically about yourself through your photography.
1: Oh, gosh, what have I learned about myself? Well, I feel like I have mastered, I get creative. Um, I try to just do me and not imitate somebody else's, you know, what someone else does, especially at a popular, like, you know, a popular tourist place where everybody goes and takes that same, it seems like a lot of people take the same shot. I try to do something different.
0: Okay. Could you share an example or could you share, you don't have to think of a specific example, but could you just maybe share a couple of ways that you like to incorporate your own personal creativity into your photography?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I just try like, a try a different angle that nobody else would think about, you know, I get, yeah, I, I just, I try a different angle. I get low to the ground and take a photo, you know, that way. Um yeah, I just try to do my own unique thing that I don't see others doing.
0: And is there anything else that you feel like you've learned about yourself through this hobby that you found valuable or that you want to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, um you know, it's just allowed me to connect with nature. You know, I get away from the the hustle and bustle of you know, the noise of everything and just helps me cope with, you know, it just increases my happiness and it decreases my stress and anxiety levels. And especially during the, you know, since COVID-19 has become a thing.
0: Oh, I think we could all use a a healthy dose of nature, especially after going through two plus years of this Mm -hmm. pandemic. For sure. All the stress and anxiety that people have experienced because of it. You know, a good dose of nature. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. a cure-all, but it definitely helps. I fully agree with you
1: there. Yes.
0: Well, Lisa, I have one last question for you. And this is for anybody who might be listening that's interested in photography. What advice would you give someone who wants to get involved in this hobby, but maybe they don't know how to get started?
1: Well, you know, I didn't take any photography classes, but I mean, that might be something for somebody who's never really, you know, who would be new to photography, maybe taking a photography class might be um, something that would be beneficial to them, but just go out and try different things, you know, try different angles. I think, I think definitely staying true to themselves. Don't try to imitate somebody else's style take shots that they don't see others taking, um, try different angles. That's what I would advise.
0: And, you know, I hear in a lot of these interviews talking about different hobbies, different interests. This is just a general tip, not one specifically related to photography, but I hear getting involved with other people who share that interest Mm -hmm. is only going to inspire you to go deeper into that hobby. So, If you can find friends who share that interest for photography in this case, or if you can find online groups like Facebook groups or other groups that are based online out there that just can give you some advice if you have questions or anything like that, anything like that helps when you're looking to hone and develop a skill. So for sure. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking about your love for photography. It definitely shines through in your answers, how much you enjoy it and how much you like getting out into nature as well. Thank you for sharing that with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rachel.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the show today to talk about your love of nature and photography. It was so much fun talking to you about your hobby and why you love it so much. Now we get to talk about our segments. First of all, I'm going to share what I'm loving right now. And what I am loving is Microsoft To Do. It's part of Microsoft Office 365 suite of services, and it is an app to track your to-dos. If you recall from a few episodes back, if you're an avid listener of the show, I shared my love for an app called Notion. I still like Notion, but as I got more into tracking to-dos and projects in Notion, I realized it was missing a very crucial component for me, and that is a reminder system. I needed to be able to put in tasks, put in deadlines, and get reminded that those deadlines were coming close. In order to do that, I needed to switch to the Microsoft To-Do app, which has those capabilities. While it was a bit of an undertaking, migrating my projects and to-dos into Microsoft To-Do, it was so worth it because now I can make sure to build out my project plans, build out my tasks, assign my deadlines, and put in my reminders so I get notified when my tasks are coming close to being due. So Microsoft To-Do, can't recommend that enough. We also have a book recommendation. This one comes from me, and I'm going to put in a quick little shameless plug here for the All-NBS We are reading a book called The Happiness Project, which is by Gretchen Rubin. I have really enjoyed reading this book with a group of associates because Gretchen does an amazing job of exploring how we can be happy. She takes a more analytical approach to it, which I appreciate. She's broken her happiness project, which is the premise of the book. In her opinion, that means start a project. She broke it down into the 12 months of the year, and each month has its own specific focus on how to increase your happiness factor. Those themes are things like friendship. How can you make sure you're connecting with your friends in meaningful ways? How are you looking to grow new friendships? Right now, I feel like as we continue to move forward in the pandemic, friendships have been a challenge specifically for me. So I love hearing her recommendations on how to be more connected with friends. But she also talks about things like, can money really buy happiness? Is that possible? Or is the old saying true that money can't buy happiness? She explores that quite a bit. She also talks about things like marriage and family. So there's so many different ways that she approaches how to be happier, and she's very honest. I also appreciate her level of honesty that she has when it comes to being happier. So we're not quite finished with the book yet, but I absolutely 100% recommend this to anyone who's interested in upping their happiness factor, even just a little bit. So if you're already happy, go out there, check out this book from the library and see how you can make yourself even happier. Thanks again to Lisa for coming on the show today. It was so much fun talking to you. Thank you all for listening. If you want to share something that you're loving right now, or if you have a book recommendation, make sure to fill out that form in TGIF that comes along with the show. We want to hear what you love. We want to hear what you're reading. And we want to share that with all of our listeners. So complete the form, send it in so we can capture that and share that with the rest of NBS and all the rest of our listeners as well. And speaking of listeners, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.